0: a Black, on night two and a half of South by Southwest Music, here for Chicago Made, Illinois Entertainer, and Dynasty Podcast. And I'm here with Lily Kay and the Lily Kay Band. How are you doing tonight?
1: Great. Thank you so much for having us.
0: Oh, of course. Of course, man. I'm glad we were able to connect down here. You've got your band here. I'm going to let them go around the room, you know, the little makeshift conference we've set up <laughs> here in the hotel lobby,
2: and uh, introduce themselves. I'm William Kirk, the keyboard player for the Lily Kay Band.
3: My name is Matthew Skills. I'm the bass player for the Lily K Band.
2: Iron Cherry
4: on drums for Lil' K Band.
0: Nice, man. Look at that. Everybody's <laughs> rapping there. Like they got their brand game ready. Like Everybody that. knows they're at South by Southwest. Thanks, guys. <laughs> um, when did you get in? Like today, yesterday? You kind of just just arrived here, right?
1: We literally got in an hour ago.
0: Okay, so <laughs> just got here.
1: Took some showers and headed over here. I forgot my phone. You know, we were we were just so excited to come talk with you. So. Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> um, did you guys fly? Did you drive? Were you road tripping? How was it?
1: Road tripping. Drove yeah. through the night, and uh, we made it. We survived.
0: All one trip? You didn't stop at any, like, hotels or anything like that?
1: One tripped it. Wow. Yeah.
0: And you're still awake?
1: Yes. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Should a fun interview? I, I, maybe. I don't. Yes. <laughs>
0: um, so something I have noticed, and it's not surprising to me because I've been seeing you work really hard for a while, but it looks like you're working really, really hard right now. Is that the case?
1: Yes. Very hard. So hard that we're driving all night to get to <laughs> South by Southwest. <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: I feel like I'm seeing your name and your work and your music everywhere, um, you know, from like uh, Windy City Live to Red Eye to WBEZ and all sorts of other places. How is this happening? Like, uh, not how is this happening. Like, how are people paying attention <laughs> to you? But like, how are you? You know, because we're going to talk about how you're managing yourself. So, how are these kind of events and coverage coming together?
1: Well, a big part of it is having the right team on your side, and I feel like up until the past couple of months, I didn't really have that solid team that I really needed. Um, being self-managed is hard enough in itself. Uh, when you're the artist but uh, my band is great and they're you know there to help me and do these awesome opportunities and you know when we perform at something and we do well people like it and want to book us for more stuff. I have a great publicist Natalie Levy and she's definitely you know helped a lot with just kind of breaking down barriers and really fighting for her artists And that's something I really appreciate. And she's been able to kind of break down some barriers to make people open an email that they wouldn't open if it came from me, for example.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of amazing how good publicists can do that. You know, we were talking to some publicists down here at South By on the podcast. And I I know Natalie does really good work. What's it been like to go do something like Windy City Live or, you know, some of these other really cool, high-profile kind of appearances you've done?
1: It's... It's really fun to do, like, the TV stuff and, and everything with the same guys who I recorded the album with. I know Matt got really nervous for the first... I've never seen him nervous at all. <laughs>
3: Very <laughs> nervous. No, um, yeah, like I said, I've been playing for about six years. So, yeah, like, within... Even, like, throughout the Columbia days, like, I've been playing. Like, I've never been nervous until I, like, had that that actual camera in front of my face. I was just like, yo, it's like... All I thought about was just, like, yeah, it's... A good hundreds of thousands of people that's watching this right now. So that's, that's the only thing that was going through my head. So I was like, yo. Is it your first time on TV? Uh, no, it wasn't. Actually, it was just, it was, a you know, actually, it was like Channel 7. So it was like a, right. you know. It's, it's TV that your mom would watch, right, you know exactly. what I mean? And, and, you know, grandparents and, you right. know, everybody was hitting me up like, I think I think I saw you on TV. It's like, okay. Oh, it's did. different when it's mom TV because that actually reaches
0: people. Exactly.
3: Yeah, yeah that's true. Man. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think something that's been so different about, these experiences lately for me is that it's it's really like a collective effort with the band and one of our 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 guitar player is not here he couldn't make the trip but you know when, when the five of us are doing something together it really feels like a family and so I feel like it's a bigger accomplishment when we're doing things together as opposed from like oh I have this interview by myself but when we're like this collective performing something that we created live it's like a whole new level of like kind of being proud of yourself I don't know
0: my, uh, you know, I teach at Columbia College now. My students taught me the word "squad." They taught me the concept of "squad." That's squad. what you're describing, "squad."
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, but
0: that, you know, "squad" means a lot. So, so you have this whole team that's working with you. It sounds like you have a publicist, you have a band. How has this kind of opened up how you operate? You know, what has it really allowed you to do?
1: It's allowed me to do what I want to do, uh, which is weird because I feel like you should be able to do that as an artist. But if you have the wrong people on your team who don't see eye-to-eye eye or don't understand your vision, they can hold you back from what you really want to do. Sure. And uh, it's definitely helped to have people that are 100% on board with what we're creating and what, you know, my vision is. And uh, it's been able, that has has allowed us to keep getting these amazing opportunities.
0: What has it been like for you guys, you know, being part of the team, uh, you know, helping make these things happen? bringing your own talents to the table and
2: being part of the experience? Well, for me, William Kirk, um, (laughs) it's been a blessing. My Twitter is (laughs) William Kirk. All right. But anyway, for Lily, I mean, for me to work with Lily, it's been a blessing because I've known Lily for a, a while now, and this is the first time that me and her have been able to work through music kind of consistently on a creative level. We've known each other, you know, in our own respects as artists and We've done things together, just sort of in passing, but we we're really involved with each other in creating this thing for her. And, you know, it's been a blessing to, not only for as a musician, but as a creative, you know, having, you know, contributed a few songs for the new project, I'm sure she's gonna talk about that, but it's awesome to be out here among friends that you can all hang out with and you're all cool and you're all kind of like in the same age and same generation and, you know, kind of share that
4: vision. Yeah. <laughs> what about you guys? It's been dope, simply. just. <laughs> I mean, there's not much more I can say about it besides the fact that I've worked with quite a, quite a few artists and um, they haven't, or I at least wasn't in their timeline to when they were doing like, you know, the stuff that they were, they weren't at their peak just yet. Like, I, I, I would miss the boat, you know, either to be before or after. It's like, I'm just kind of right on time for
3: this part of yeah. her journey so <laughs> right on time and that's a good way to describe it I mean pretty much to reiterate what they just said yeah I mean it's definitely a fun it's a dope experience um you know she's known me since day one I mean will I mean all these guys really know me since day one to be honest and um it's definitely you know it's definitely been a growing experience you know and uh just watching me grow and you know just growing with these guys you know and uh it's all about just good vibes you know like and that's what a lot of people miss out on, you know, when they're working with artists. Like, you know, some artists will come in and, you know, they would be separated from like the band. The band is, you know, doing their own sure. thing. And But like we actually come as a unit and, you know, we're all together. So, you know, it's definitely a blessing, you know, just to actually, you know, to have this, you know, this unity and this, this type of family. So.
0: Well, I mean, it speaks to the fact that there is that unity and that everybody's doing it together by the fact that everybody's here for the interview. It's not just Lily. It's everybody on site represented. You just put out the video for I Don't Want You No More. Mm -hmm. That just hit, what, like a couple days ago?
1: Yeah, I think two days ago it came out.
0: So that's from the forthcoming record. We're going to talk about that in a second, but did you direct the video? I know you're doing a lot independently right now.
1: Yeah, all my videos at this point, we kind of have a a great little team worked out. Um, Addison Wright and Jay Frank are the two videographers and directors who work with me on my visuals. Uh, So typically... I'll have an idea in my mind for what I want the video to be like, and I'll outline it to them and they'll help me turn that into a reality or help elaborate on my ideas. But yeah, I have been very hands on with a lot of my aesthetics because I just, you know, I'm managing myself and I just want, like, why not take the opportunity to do things exactly how you want to do them? So yeah, the, I don't want you no more video was really fun. You saw the whole bands in Mm it and it was really just a fun day to shoot. We just kind of goofed around the whole time and, uh, I'm really happy with how it came out. It's, kind it's, of, it's
0: a really nice looking video. Thank you. Know? you. Yeah.
1: It was kind of our our little homage to like American Bandstand and like that you know that type of throwback sound, uh, especially because the whole album is kind of that throwback soul sound. Yeah. Know.
0: So we'll talk about the album in a second. So we really want to get into that. But something that's that's clearly coming up throughout the conversation, throughout all the prep I was doing to talk to you. You know, you produce the record. You're overseeing the video. You're managing yourself. What is the kind of impetus for you to have control over all these areas when it's absolutely definitely going to be more work for you? Mm-hmm. Kind of what's the upside? What's driving you to do that? Where did that come from?
1: Um, I'd say the, the only downside, the only downside is that I have a lot of work and I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm kind of stressed. But at least things are getting done how I want them to be done. You know, I felt like when I was working with team members who weren't on the same page as me, my ideas were getting compromised, or they were half my vision, half somebody else's, and that just wasn't what I wanted. So, yeah, I'd rather be in, you know, complete control over something until I have the team on board to be able to come in and help out, and I can trust them 100%. So even though my team is kind of small right now, with just my band and my publicist, I trust everyone 100%. And I know that anything that comes from any of them is going to be like in within the vision.
0: Well, so. and it's really so important. It sounds so obvious to like You have to trust the people you work with. Mm-hmm. But it's really, really true, right?
1: Yeah, it's ridiculously true. <laughs> it's
0: stupidly true. Yeah. Uh, you know, so so you're overseeing all these things, kind of how did this start out? You know, did you approach your career deciding that you knew you were going to eventually manage yourself? Was it something that came out of necessity where you're like, you know what, if no one's going to get it right, I'm going to do it and I'll learn as I go along or?
1: Well, I went to school at Columbia for management for music business. And, um, that, that helped me a lot with, reading contracts and with pitching myself and writing press, creating press kits or things like that. Um, I did have a manager for a little while. Um, and he's a a great guy. I think he's a great manager, but it just wasn't a good fit for me. Um, and I, I think I'm kind of tricky to find a fit for because it is such a specific, not mainstream kind of weird thing that I'm going for. And if you don't understand it fully, or if you don't, think it's cool, I don't know, then it's not a good fit. And I think that's, that's all it was. There was just a disconnect with how I wanted my career to be and how he wanted my career to be. And like I said, it was nothing bad necessarily. It was just not the right situation. So I decided with this new album um, that going forward I was just going to be in charge of it so that I could really put out what I wanted to put out.
0: Well, you know, uh, I, like I said, you know, I always talk, or I always read up on, you know, anyone I am going to talk to, even if I know them, I want to make sure I check their Twitter, their Facebook, and the recent interviews they did, just so I know everything that's going on with them up front. So I was reading a interview with you on Popstash, and there was a quote I thought that really stood out. Um, so the quote is, I've turned down deals offering lots of money, but that would require me to sing pop music and wear less clothing, because I know that's not what I want.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So... Is that just something that like just is automatically brought to a younger female audience, artist, where people just assume like, hey, you know, you're a girl, you're gonna want to not wear a lot of clothes, and we can make a bunch of money off that. I mean, it sounds like a stereotype, but is it?
1: It's such a stereotype, but it's an easy win and it's an easy money maker. And you know, it, it happened when I was 18. I got offered a deal with a major label, and it was it wasn't like a huge signing bonus, but I mean, it was it was a major label deal. But it was, you know, to do pop music and to kind of, oh, you need to go to the gym and get super skinny and then wear, like, no clothes. And, you know, it was, like, that type of thing. And I was just sitting there, like, Are you, what? <laughs> like, do you know who you're talking to? Like, I'm probably eating a taco while you're telling me this. Like, no. <laughs> like, and it was just, I don't know. I think that happens a lot with artists that can get approached with deals. And if it, you really have to know what you want for your career. And if it's about the music that you're writing, if it's about your artistry, then you should stick to that. But if it's about, I just love performing and being on stage, and I want to be able to tour, and I don't really care what music I'm doing, then that could be a great opportunity for you. But when it's more about your music and your artistry, I feel like you have to make that the focus as opposed to the publicity aspect of it.
0: Well, you know, I mean, I think that for every Katy Perry Who, you know, who does do pop music and she doesn't wear a lot of clothes sometimes, but but she also has figured it out where she can still have like a long-lasting, at least by today's standards, career, multi-albums, and still go and last. But for every Katy Perry, there's 10 new female artists a year on the radio. You hear one song from them, they do a video on No Clothes, and then they're gone. They're just totally gone, you know, months later, right?
1: Yeah, and I mean, I feel like like part of that could be, I don't personally know Katy Perry, so I don't know what her... I wish you did. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. So I don't know like what her goals started out as, but there are obviously great pop artists who want to be pop artists and be these huge performers and stars, and that's great because you're doing what you want to do. But I think one of the disconnects with a lot of new artists is that it's almost putting on a show or doing what is trendy or what your label tells you, what your manager tells you, as opposed to doing what you want to do. And when something isn't genuine, I feel like it's obvious to the listener, to the audience, and that's why those careers don't typically last.
0: Well, and I think that, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like you're aiming for much more longevity, to be able to do this for 5, 10, 20-plus years versus, like, I need to get in front of people this summer, and then I'll worry about what comes after that.
1: No, it's, it's totally, this is my life. and I want to make this my life, so I want to do it the right way. It might be the longer way, the slower way, the smaller way, but it's my way, and I don't know. <laughs>
0: well, and, you know, yeah, like you said, like your goal isn't to be Katy Perry, so it's like if you can do this long term and set it up where it's like on your terms, I think you can last a lot longer and be in charge of your own career.
1: Totally. And I mean, I think the, the main thing in whatever you're doing, whether you're an accountant or whether you're a chef or you're a musician, you should be doing what makes you happy. And once the thing that makes you happy turns into something that stresses you out and doesn't make you happy anymore, you shouldn't be doing it. And that's kind of how I feel about music. If I'm doing it for a reason besides like my own happiness, then I'm not doing it for the right reasons anymore.
0: Now, you know, something that's coming up right on the horizon, uh, April 21st, your debut album, Ruby, is coming out. How do you feel about that? You're like wiggling in your chair, kind of dancing. How do you feel about that, like, dance emoji?
1: I, I feel pretty dance emoji about it. No, I'm really excited. You know, I've done a few collaborative EPs, and I've done features, and those are all fun, but I feel like my full vision has never really been expressed because it's always been, you know, half my idea, half somebody else's idea. But it was really awesome to bring what I wanted to do to the band and have them all give their input and really create a project that I'm proud of, that I hope they're all proud of. And um, I'm just really excited for it to finally come out. I feel like it's my my official like, debut, like my coming out as an artist.
0: Well, because it sounds like this is the first real taste we have of of just, like, Lily Kay, 100%, your vision, your sound, your ideas, versus, like you said, you know, when you were kind of 50-50ing it with other people. So this kind of is our first real introduction to you, right?
1: Yeah, I'd say so.
0: For the band, who's also here with us, obviously, uh, what was it like for you guys working on this album, kind of like being part of this creative direction, bringing your talents in? What was the experience like?
4: Um, I'd say it was a breath of fresh air, because working with Lily is typically easy. You know, like she doesn't really like, you know, she's not like iron fists, (laughs) you know, giving us specific directions to do this and that. And And then she's just like, you know, Hey, do you, you know, play what you're going to play. Like, this is kind of what I want here. Go for it. Do your thing. You know? And like we came out with a great record in a matter of days, you know? So like, it didn't.
1: Like, to interject really quick, I feel like it's easy for me to do that because I've personally asked each of the band members to be in the band you know like i i know I know how amazingly talented they are I know what they're capable of, and I want their style and their Ideas within the music. So that's why it's so easy for me to be like, I kind of want this, but like, do what you want to do because it's going to be better than, like, how, who am I to tell my drummer what to drum? Like, he's the drummer. Like, you know what I mean? Like,
0: well, and especially because they're people you handpicked and you trust them and you know their, their strengths and weaknesses. Yeah.
1: Right. So it's easy for me to say, I want something that's a bit like, you know, you side stick here, do some cymbal stuff here. And I have many hand signals that. You know, symboli stuff.
4: Yeah. <laughs> and, you, and you owe us a handbook of your signals. <laughs>
1: they want me to make a handbook of uh, yeah. anyway. I don't right. even yeah, a translation of this stuff. Anyways, back to what you were asking.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So for you guys, what
3: was it like being part of the process with the album? Man, um pretty much like what uh Myron said, it was it was definitely about the fresh air. I had fun. Uh, it was definitely, you know. Uh, it was definitely a learning experience, too, you know, just helping me grow as a bass player and just building my ear. Yeah, it was just like, it was great vibes just the whole way, the whole way through, man. So, yeah, definitely good, man. I, I had fun. Nice.
2: Well, to take a title from one of the selection on her album, it was refreshing. Um, <laughs> I personally uh, recall the moment when Lily, about a year ago, just called me and said, hey, Will, I got some stuff that I'm kind of working on. You want to come through and just help me you know workshop it came over you know and she had the toy piano with the batteries in it the little casio and she sang it and i'm like no i love it i'm not hating at all I, I promote everybody to have a casio little yamaha or something you gotta have something so she had that and she said you know i got this song she sang it all right played some stuff that was one song Sang, you know she did another song played it you know just kind of had a flow and then course with the band members each of them I've known uniquely in my own path of life. Um, Myron I've known for a very long time you know and, and Matthew I've known substantially just as long and you know I've been able to just grow with them in this process and it's just been very humbling to be in the studio and just kind of see Lily work her magic because I've I'd, I'd never gotten a chance to actually work with her in the studio and when you work in the studio with somebody you really kinda get to see the, the character of their process play out. Some artists, you know, they can be cool with you one way and then you get a studio, then it's like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, oh no. So she's very consistent, very cool. She's just as cheerful now as she is in the studio and it makes the, the album that much brighter.
0: Love it, man! Listen to that. It's like a Aww. that's just a total love fest all around. Like that's that's so inspiring. Yeah.
1: You're making me blush. Yeah. Um,
0: the album is called Ruby. It comes out April twenty first. Uh, what else is on deck for Lily Kay and the Lily K Band in two thousand fifteen?
1: We have some really fun performances coming up. Uh, we have our album release show, and that's going to be on April twenty fifth. Uh, details are going to be announced fairly soon. Um, we also have some really fun partnerships with Apple and with Grammy.com. and a- That's huge. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. <laughs> um, and we're, we're really trying to just do as much as we can and make this album obviously as big as possible
0: for us. Well, I love it, man. Uh, Lily K, Lily K Band, you guys are doing awesome stuff. Very tireless, really creative, and very inspiring to see the fact that you are managing it up all yourself and with a small team you know, to be involved in the process. That's really cool, man. Uh, Thank you guys all for taking some time tonight. Be here um, at the start of your South by Southwest and tell us all about it on Dynasty Podcast.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah.